Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. J-Bone here, and it is time to recap and review the 2023 Spanish Grand Prix. Let's kick things off with everybody's favorite summarization. Here's the 2023 Spanish Grand Prix in 60 seconds. After a chaotic qualifying, the first seven cars on the starting grid were all from different teams, with Max Verstappen starting P1 and eventually finishing there because, duh. Lando Norris started the race P3 after a great qualifying, but a collision with Hamilton at turn two essentially ended his race as he had to pit for a new front wing, so there was no Lando Podium, aka Landodium. There were many overtakes in the Grand Prix as Checo made his way up from P11 to P4, Leclerc made his way up from a pit lane start to P11, and Russell battled his way through rain to make his way up from P12 to a P3 podium finish. Russell's teammate Lewis Hamilton also finished on the podium in P2 because Mercedes are back, baby! If only Mercedes had started the season with this car instead of doubling down on that zero side pod crap. Speaking of P2, Sainz went from P2 on the starting grid to finish the race P5 because Ferrari are still Ferrari, baby! Speaking of things that don't change, Ocon made an overly aggressive move on Alonso because their catfight will never end, and Yuki Tsunoda just barely missed out on a points finish again due to a controversial penalty for forcing Joe off the racetrack that took him from P9 to P12. J-Bound! Now, let's dive into all that in a bit more detail. But first, let's check in with my brother and producer, Producer Jeff, who was at the Spanish Grand Prix. Producer Jeff, radio check. I had a great time here in Barcelona. I actually filled in for the local weatherman during the race because he was taking a siesta. Here's a clip. Hola. The track's been all clear except for turn five, where George Russell's been reporting heavy rain. In my Spanish Grand Preview, I gave you five Formula One storylines to follow for the 2023 Spanish Grand Prix. Now let's see how those shaped up. Your first storyline to follow was, is Fernando Alonso about to shock the world by winning his home Grand Prix in Spain? And sadly, the world remains unshocked as rather than winning his home Grand Prix in Spain, Fernando Alonso instead went and had his worst race weekend of the season at his home Grand Prix. Alonso believes that he actually had the car to be on the front row to start the race but a mistake by Alonso in Q1 sent him into the gravel, which really damaged his car's floor and made it so the best starting position that he could manage was a disappointing P8. Alonso actually qualified even lower at P9, but luckily, Pierre Gasly hilariously racked up two different grid penalties for impeding that bumped Alonso up to P8 to start the race. From P8 on the starting grid, Alonso only managed to gain one position, finishing the race P7 after deciding not to attack his teammate Lance Stroll in P6 to play it safe and ensure maximum points for the team at Alonso's disappointing weekend, well, at least by 2023 Alonso standards. And while El Plan did not come to fruition in Spain, unfortunately, that's probably just because you didn't buy my El Plan merch available now on the Formula Bone Shop. Link in the description if you want El Plan to come to fruition at some point this season. Stay out, stay out, stay Your out. second storyline to follow was they finally fixed the broken Spanish Grand Prix after 16 years of misery by removing that stupid chicane. 
And I think that we can all agree that the high-speed corner that replaced this stupid chicane is far superior to that clunky, dumb old thing, as it was thrilling to watch drivers get closer and closer to taking the new corner flat out as qualifying ramped up, and also the chicane during the race just made the race flow a lot better. As far as what drivers thought of it, George Russell said that the new layout has transformed that corner from one of the worst on the calendar to one of the best. George did have one issue with it, however, with that issue being that the track surface was a little bit too bumpy for how high speed of a corner it now is, so I fully expect the Grand Prix organizers to resurface that portion of the circuit before we return next year. Your third storyline to follow was, are we in for another rainy race weekend at the Spanish Grand Prix? Despite menacing looking rain clouds hanging over the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya for a lot of the Spanish Grand Prix, it never did rain. Unless, of course, you were George Russell, who noted over Team Radio that it was, in fact, raining during the race before later walking that back after realizing the moisture he encountered was not rain, but rather his own face sweat inside of his helmet. I, however, prefer the narrative that it was not George's sweat, but rather that the driver behind George at the time ran over a Mario Kart item block and picked up the rain cloud item from Mario Kart Arcade, which places a singular rain cloud over the car in front of them, making that person's car more difficult to control. That's just my theory, okay? Can't confirm or deny. Formula Bone is sponsored by Caldera Lab. Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to saving your skin, so listen up. If you're no longer seeing results from your current skincare routine or are simply looking to finally get into caring for your skin for the first time, Caldera Lab is here to help. Caldera Lab is all about high-performance men's skincare, which they achieve by combining pharmaceutical-grade science, nature's purest and most potent ingredients, and sustainable business practices. Caldera Lab's products are backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin. Caldera Labs products can start producing visible skin improvements in as little as seven days with results guaranteed within 60 days or your money back, so you have nothing to lose. I love when companies stand behind their products like Caldera Labs does with money back guarantees because you have literally nothing to lose but many things to gain. Their flagship products are right here. They are the Clean Slate Cleanser, the Base Layer Moisturizer, the Icon Eye Serum, and the star of the show, the Good Serum, which contains 27 active botanicals and is dermatologist vetted. The best part is, for being a Formula Bone fan, Caldera Lab has given me a special offer just for you. Get 20% off at calderalab.com fbone with code fbone, and if you're not ready to purchase but are interested in learning more about what Caldera Lab can do for your skin, still head to calderalab.com fbone where there are plenty more details about what Caldera Lab's amazing products can do for you. That's 20% off at calderalab.com fbone with code fbone. Your fourth storyline to follow was, I know I say this a lot, but I really mean it this time, are Mercedes back. And now you know why I really meant it, because folks, I can finally say this and really mean it, Mercedes are back. From P4 and P12 on the starting grid, the Mercedes drivers had perfect races and realistically maximized their points by finishing the race P2 and P3 just two weeks after completely redesigning their car, which is incredible and a sign that Mercedes will be back on the top step of the podium sooner rather than later. 
Mercedes's most impressive feat at the Spanish Grand Prix, in my opinion, is George Russell's P3, as Russell started the Grand Prix, P12, behind Checo Perez in P11 on the starting grid. The fact that the two-week-old baby of a car that Mercedes have has strong enough race pace to compete with and beat a seasoned Red Bull car that's won two races so far this season is wild, and I cannot wait to see how Mercedes develop their car throughout the season, because if this car's baseline is this car that we're seeing right now, just think about how high the ceiling is for it. Considering how dominant Mercedes have been over the past decade, are you happy that this car changeup has them firmly back in the mix, or did you want to see them struggle for a little bit longer? Let me know in the comments below. Your final storyline to follow was, we need to talk about Lance Stroll, and it seems like my tough love, which bordered on smack talk, kicked Lance Stroll's butt into gear, as for the first time all season, Stroll finished ahead of Fernando Alonso at the Spanish Grand Prix, as he tied his best performance of the season with a P6 result. Granted, there's a chance Alonso could have passed Stroll if he didn't decide to put the team first and ensure maximum points, but that didn't happen, so Stroll did beat Alonso in Spain. However, Lance Stroll, yeah, he's, uh, he's not in the clear yet, at least in my eyes. Stroll started the race three spots ahead of Alonso on the starting grid and still barely beat him, so he is very clearly not extracting all of the pace out of his car. I still need to see more out of Lance Stroll before I start to think of him as a driver deserving of the great car that Aston Martin, aka his dad, has given him. Additionally, Max Verstappen just had one of the greatest race weekends in the history of Formula One, let me explain. First, Max Verstappen achieved his third career Grand Chelem this past weekend in Spain. Grand Chelem is the name given to the accomplishment of being on pole position at a Grand Prix and then leading every lap of that Grand Prix, setting the fastest lap at that Grand Prix, and of course, winning that Grand Prix. Only 26 drivers have ever achieved a Grand Chelem, and this was just the 66th Grand Chelem in the entire history of Formula One. And to make matters even crazier, Max Verstappen also topped all three practice sessions at the Spanish Grand Prix to quite literally have a perfect weekend and one of the greatest race weekends in the history of Formula One. Max Verstappen is truly in a league of his own right now. Next up, here's how my three bona fide race predictions fared at the 2023 Spanish Grand Prix. My first race prediction was that Red Bull would finish 1-2 in Spain, and they finished 1-4 as Checo messed up in qualifying for the second Grand Prix in a row to not make Q3 despite having the best car on the grid. Sad. I think I speak for everyone when I say that I hope Checo figures out these qualifying woes sooner than later so we can be fighting for race wins again as soon as possible. My second race prediction was that a Mercedes driver would be on the podium in Spain and ding ding J-Bone got that one right. J-Bone! And it was not just one Mercedes driver that was on the podium in Spain. It was both as my theory that Mercedes would not have upgraded their car if they didn't know it would excel even more than last year's car did in Spain seems to have played out just as J-Bone predicted. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My third race prediction was that Valtteri Bottas would finish in the points for just the second time this season and didn't, no, he, no, he did not. He stunk actually. He did really bad. He finished P19, which is crazy considering his teammate finished P9. So I don't know what's going on with Valtteri. Okay. I need to know though, what's going on with Bottas right now, because whatever it is, it's causing me and thousands of other Bottas boys around the world, immense sadness, probably making him sad too. Got to imagine. 
Now, you also may remember that I predicted the Spanish Grand Prix's top five finishers, and my predictions were as follows. P5, Charles Leclerc. P4, Fernando Alonso. P3, Lewis Hamilton. P2, Checo Perez. P1, Max Verstappen. And my 5-4-3-2-1 ended up a 11-7-2-4-1. Minus Max finishing P1 at every non-street circuit, this season is very hard to predict, which is a good thing, but also makes me look really dumb. But folks, I'm not going to look dumb with my Canadian Grand Prix predictions because I'm going to get them all right, okay? So you better subscribe to me right now so you'll get those Canadian Grand Prix predictions right when they drop. J-Bomb! Next up, it is time to respond to some Spanish Grand Prix-themed voicemails left on The If you want your voicemail featured on The Bone Phone, simply call the phone number in the description of this episode and leave a message or... You can head to the Formula Bone Discord and submit a voice memo in the Bone Phone Submissions channel. A Discord invite link is in the description of this episode as well. You should join my Discord if you don't plan on submitting a call even because my Discord is tight and there are over a thousand Formula One fans in there that you can talk Formula One with. Who doesn't like having more people to talk Formula One with? Here is the first call. J-Bone, it's Liam from Florida. And let me say, what Ferrari doing? Like, even with the upgrades, my boy Carlos dropped from P2 to P5. Do you see any hope for us whatsoever from getting out of here? Or will Mercedes always just be one step ahead? Thank you. And J-Bong! As I jokingly tweeted out in response to Leclerc's abysmal weekend, only Ferrari could introduce downgrades to their car. All jokes aside, though, these Ferrari upgrades are not a lost cause as they did get Sainz onto the front row, and Sainz himself has stated that we have not seen the best of them yet. However, Mercedes' upgrades are just clearly on another level, and they seem to have instantly propelled Mercedes past Ferrari, at least for the time being. As far as whether or not I think there's hope for Ferrari in their battle against Mercedes, I think Ferrari fans will agree with me when I say that until something changes, I would be a fool to believe there is ever hope for Ferrari. Let me quickly tell you about my sponsor, Athletic Greens. AG1 by Athletic Greens is all of your key health products in one and features 75 high-quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. I gave AG1 a try because I hated having to remember taking different pills and vitamins, and instead, I just wanted a comprehensive solution that could cover all of my nutritional bases for the day at once. And I love AG1 because it is not just that comprehensive solution I was looking for. It also tastes great. I take it in the morning before doing anything else because I love feeling like I'm covering my nutritional bases for the entire day within the first 15 minutes of waking up. And it literally could not be an easier habit to start. You just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and you drink it first thing each morning. Boom, you're done. And it does not have to be first thing each morning if you don't want it to be. It's also a great pre and post workout drink. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash fbone. That's athleticgreens.com slash f-b-o-n-e. Check it out. Here's the next call. Soccer here. J-Bone, I have a question for you. And my question is, what is your opinion on Alonso not getting podium? in the Spanish Grand Prix this race weekend. The main reason Alonso was never in contention for a podium position in Spain is his mistake in qualifying that damaged his car and unfortunately made it so that he was never going to be starting the race near the front. When you combine that with the fact that Mercedes upgrades are looking to be some of the most 
upgradey upgrades of all time. And the fact that this circuit is never really one that played to the strengths of the draggy Aston Martin car, especially with the removal of the old chicane that would have actually helped them out. You get this disappointing weekend for Alonso that resulted in his worst finish of 2023 and just his second missed podium of the season. But as Alonso himself said, Canada's up next and he'll be looking to return to the podium there, a place where he started on the front row last season. Of course, that's assuming Aston Martin F1 team owner Lawrence Stroll does not sabotage Alonzo's car so that Lawrence's son and Alonzo's teammate Lance Stroll ends up on the podium at his home Grand Prix because he's Canadian instead of Alonzo. I don't know. I don't know. Next call. Well, hey there, J-Bone. This is Seth from Tennessee giving you a shout back again. Just, I, I'm honestly uh, unsure what to think at this point with the form that the Red Bull team is showing. Uh, I would very much so say that the RB19 is looking to uh, potentially win uh, maybe all the races this year. You know, it might even beat the F2002, which would be pretty pretty substantial. Um, you know, I, do you think that we could see that this year? Or do you think maybe as the year uh, gets a little closer to the end, maybe Mercedes with this new upgrade package or uh, maybe some of the other teams uh, might be able to actually close the gap and put some pressure on for some more wins. Uh, or do you think that Max is just going to continue to dominate? Uh, also, J-Bone, I just would like you to know, good sir, that my J-Bone will, in fact, be the best. j It is entirely possible that a Red Bull car wins every single race this season, given the run of form that they are currently on and the fact that Max is unstoppable. But I firmly believe Mercedes do now have a solid shot at a 2023 win after seeing how much better their car now is with the upgrades that were introduced in Monaco. If they were able to win a race last season with how badly their season started out, surely they could win a race by the end of this season with how much better of a path they're now clearly on relative to this time last season. I also would not count out Aston Martin for a race win this year at a slower speed circuit like Singapore or the Hungara Ring after how close Aston Martin came to a win in Monaco, so don't go putting all your eggs in the Red Bull basket just yet. Additionally, do you think that Seth from Tennessee has a better J-Bone than me, J-Bone? Let me know in the comments. I hope you say no, but his J-Bone is really good. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here for my Canadian Grand Prix where I'll give you everything that you need to know before you watch the 2023 Canadian Grand Prix, including J-Bone's bona fide race predictions that are all going to be correct. And if you enjoy Formula Bone and want me to be able to keep making Formula One content as my full-time job, please consider joining my Patreon, where you get a bunch of bonus Formula Bone content for as little as $5 per month that goes directly toward keeping Formula Bone around. Best of all, I am currently running free trials, yes, free trials on all of my Patreon tiers right now where you can join my Patreon for free for a week so you can try it before you buy it. Joining my Patreon is the number one way that you can support Formula Bone. And the best part is, it's not a donation. You get a bunch of stuff in exchange. 
Just $5 a month on patreon.com slash formula bone gets you two additional Patreon exclusive videos per month, access to my weekly written F1 column where I put my most wild and unfiltered takes and more. And most importantly, your support on Patreon helps make it so that I can keep making Formula One content full time. So go check out patreon.com slash formula bone now for even more F1 content. Thank you so much for your consideration. A link to join my Patreon is in the description of this episode. J-Bone! Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters, Colky, at Rated Bookie, and Glow! Until next time, folks, J-Bone! Uh, I'm getting a report that there's a heavy downpour in the Ferrari paddock. Uh, no, it's just Charles Leclerc crying again. No! J-Bone!